brothers and sisters, uh, everyone gathered here, we've, we've spent some time uh, in the book of John, the last three Sundays here at Faith, looking ahead to Good Friday. Uh, two Sunday nights ago, we studied uh, the third word of the cross, which we read tonight, that was in verses 26 and 27. Last year on Good Friday, I don't know if you would have a memory that would go back this far. I don't think I recalled this, but we focused on I thirst a year ago on Good Friday, which we also read. That's one of the words of the cross, we call them. There are seven of them, phrases that Jesus said on the cross. Tonight, it's another word of the cross. It is finished. That's the sixth of seven words of the cross. The seventh isn't in, isn't in John. It is finished. In the original Greek New Testament, it is finished is one word, tetelestai. And that's, that's, that's the one word, tetelestai. I want you to listen to a quote from a theologian by the name of A.W. Pink. It's a great quote. There's a lot packed in it. So I want you to see the quote as well. So if you could follow along, listen, and take this in. This is about, it is finished, tetelestai. This was not the despairing cry of a helpless martyr. It was not an expression of satisfaction that the termination of his sufferings was now reached. It was not the last gasp of a worn-out life. No, rather, it was the declaration on the part of the divine Redeemer that all for which he came from heaven to earth to do was now done, that all that was needed to reveal the full character of God had now been accomplished that all that was required by the law before sinners could be saved had now been performed, that the full price of our redemption was now paid. could focus on that for a long time. We might say that this word, it is finished, was a triumphant declaration that the, the turning point of all of history had been reached and that Jesus accomplished the work he was sent in the world to do. A famous preacher by the name of Charles Spurgeon says about how important this word is, it would need all the other words that ever were spoken or ever can be spoken to explain this one word. It is altogether immeasurable. It's high. I cannot attain to it. It's deep. I can't fathom it. Despite what he says about it being immeasurable and high and deep, I believe we can gain some understanding of what Jesus says here three brief thoughts on it is finished. First of all, this word of the cross shows us and tells us that Jesus brought his life's work to a good finish. Jesus brought his life's work to a good finish. In, in Roman times, servants would use this word, tetelestai, when servants would finish a job, they would run to tell their masters, Tetelestai, it's finished. 
And as I was working on this, it, it kind of gave me an idea for our girls around the house. And it, I kind of thought it might be good for them to remember that word, tetelestai. Your mom and dad hope to hear it often around the house. Children are not servants, and both Hannah and Olivia have reminded us of that once or twice in their life. But we read with Reverend Laird last Sunday night in Philippians 2 and in John 13 that Jesus came to us as a servant. And Jesus, the servant, came to complete a very important work. Jesus took on the work of accomplishing salvation for people like you and me, lost in sin and darkness. That work, it was his whole life long. It continued with the resurrection that we're going to celebrate in a couple of days. And it continued with the ascension. And even beyond that, his work continues today, of course. But it all comes into focus here on the cross. And there's a real sense in which it comes to completion here. It is finished. It's Earth Day today. Nothing more important happened on planet Earth than this, coupled with the resurrection, what we're celebrating this weekend. Jesus prays to his Father in John 17, 4, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And yes, Jesus did complete it. Thoroughly, perfectly. That's the first thought tonight. Jesus brought his life's work to a good finish. A second thought. That can't be said about our life. That can't be said about our lives and our work on this earth. You know, how often don't we talk about unfinished business? When it comes down to it, we can have a lot of regrets in our lives. We can have lots of unfinished business. Relationships get broken and never repaired or totally whole, and and that can just hang there in our lives. We've all experienced it. We've all seen it. And when do you ever really finish your work? Tell me that. You know, as, as a pastor, I think of that, um, and I was reflecting on it with Sarah a while back. We, ha- we may have a wonderful day of worship on a Sunday. Monday morning, we come back into the office. We're busy doing any number of pastoral tasks, but there looms the next weekend. And it's time to prepare worship and messages for God's people week after week after week at our job or in the house, or at church. We complete one project, and we've got to start making plans for the next one. And you know, when you do complete a job or work, it never really gets done perfectly. I think God blesses us with satisfaction in this life, and we experience satisfaction with Jobs well done. But if we're being honest with ourselves, there's no job 
that we've ever done that's absolutely perfect in terms of the completed project, in terms of how we executed it, in terms of our attitude doing it along the way. So when we see Jesus saying, it is finished, and we see that it has brought his life's work to perfect completion with no missteps, no selfishness on his part, no regrets, that reminds us that that cannot be said about our lives on this earth. It just can't. However, one more thought tonight, yet we have hope in Jesus. Despite that, we have hope in him. When we believe in him, turn to him, depend on him, then his work is counted as ours. His righteousness is ours. His perfect life lived before the Father is ours. In his work, there is forgiveness for our sins and our shortcomings. He atones for our mistakes. And Jesus completes the work we cannot complete, namely and especially our salvation. And because he finished well, we can finish well in our lives in his forgiveness and assurance. When you belong to Jesus, when you open up your heart to him and invite him in, now what you do in your life, you see and do in the light of his finished perfect, complete work. You're not working for salvation. You're not working to make God happy. That work has been done. And you can do all of the rest in the freedom of your salvation, the parenting, the work in the church, your job, and even the housework and the homework, students. Resting in that freedom, in his accomplished work, we live our lives and we do the very important work he calls each one of us to do, wherever he calls us to do it. I mentioned Spurgeon and quoted him earlier. Listen to what he says about our work. As long as there is breath in our bodies, let us serve Christ. As long as we can think As long as we can speak, as long as we can work, let us serve him. Let us serve him with our last gasp. And if it be possible, let us try to set some work going that will glorify him even when we are dead and gone. And we can really be about that in the power of his work. Jesus finished his work, salvation, completely and perfectly. That can't be said of us. That can't be said of you and me. But there's assurance and there's freedom and there's hope. When we believe in God's word and when we put our trust in Jesus and in his finished work.
tetelestai. It is finished. <laughs>